often don't realize that we are the key to our own happiness and that happiness starts with healing and transformation. Whether you need healing, guidance, clarity, understanding, or just some honest sister talk to feel connected, heard, and supported, you are welcome and safe here. So join the conversation and be healed. Welcome to Soul Healing Conversations with your host, Ross Kincaid. What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of Soul Healing Conversations. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you all are having a great week. Listen, if you like what you hear today, you feel drawn to working with me one on one with some Reiki, some spiritual coaching, need a space cleared or you would just like a reading at this point in your life. Um, you can book that with me at roskincade.com. Also, if you're a business owner and are interested in advertising on the show, then that information is also on my website under the radio show menu. So feel free to take advantage of that opportunity if you feel it's right for you. So you guys know that I've been uh, doing a uh, coaching certification program and a lot of great things have been coming up. Um, and we did this one exercise um, where we receive good. And that's typically used when people are having a hard time um, feeling deserving. I would say it's really good for people who um, need work with self-worth and self-value. Um, um, and so... I tried this with a client and actually before I talk about my, my, how it went with my client, we did this in class and a lot of really good things came up for me. I actually had an emotional response to it um, because there's like a little part of me that still feels undeserving, still feels like I am not <laughs> worthy of all of the things, all of the great things that I still have. And I, and that's the thing that I struggle with Um personally and probably will be for a long time being that uh chiron my chiron is at one degree yeah i'm just getting cracking on this so i've got my own work to do so funny that um as i was preparing for the show and coming up with you know a little small talk to to in the intro of the show um i was led to pull a couple cards from what deck is this that I'm using? The Daily Guidance Angel Oracles card deck. So I know y'all can't see. So, but just go with me on this. And just so happens that I pulled the giving and receiving card, as well as at the bottom of the deck was release and surrender. How appropriate for a time like this and for the work that I am doing on myself. I'm sure many others are doing the same type of work and for the work that I'm doing with my clients. And so real quick, I just want to read this message um, from those cards um, because I feel like it's going to help um, a, a lot of people, including myself. And the giving and receiving card um, says that the entire universe operates in cycles similar to your inhalations and exhalations. When you only exhale, give or only inhale, receive, you become out of rhythm with the universe. For optimal health, energy, and replenishment, balance each inhale, inhalation, receiving, in your life with an exhalation, giving. And so it also just happens that I went and got my hair did today. <laughs> and my hairstylist and I were talking about this whole um <sighs> this issue with people not reciprocating um, in relationships 
or in partnerships or whatever the nature of the relationship is, but you giving out and not receiving or vice versa. And I just felt that it was so synchronistic of the universe to um, pull this card or have this card drop in my lap about giving and receiving and how important it is for there to be balance in our giving and receiving. Just like this card says, if you treat giving and receiving or equate it to breathing, inhaling and exhaling, one, you breathe, you inhale, you receive too much, you're going to suffocate. There's not going to be enough capacity, enough room for you to hold all of the things that you have. You have you are at some point going to have to release, <laughs> release and give out. And so we also have to deal with this expectation of people giving and receiving the way we do the kind of things that we give and receive. You know, we got to really we really do got to lower our expectations because we are only human and everybody is not on the same level that we are in. Everybody is not on the same growth path as we are. And so if you feel like you are giving out and the other person or that opportunity or that situation is not giving back at all, then you got some choices to make. You got some decisions to make because it can't be unbalanced. You're going to suffocate. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to stop breathing. (laughs) <laughs> in so many words, you're going to run out of room, and you're going to bust at the seams. And so you have to give and you have to have room to receive. You have to release. And it just so happens that the card on the bottom of the deck that I was using is about release and surrender. And it says, we shower you with our blessings of radiant love. Open your arms and release the challenges that you've held tightly gripped within your hands. Open your hands, arms and heart to love and our assistance. And so in order to be able to receive y'all, you got to release. You got to let some of this stuff go. Stop being a pack rat and, and hoarding stuff in your life. Give it away. You have to. If you want more of something, give it away. <laughs> and that <laughs> is my advice for today. So let's get into today's topic, you guys. Today I'm going to be talking about this idea or this concept of spiritual bypassing. Yeah. So I first heard the term spiritual bypassing in class about a month ago. And so, of course, I had to go look it up because I was like, spiritual bypassing, that sounds like I don't know what it sounds like. So I needed to go check it out. And I found that um, I found that the term was coined by psychologist John Wellwood, who actually passed away last year. And according to Wellwood's book, Toward a Psychologist, excuse me, toward a psychology awakening, um, using spiritual bypassing is actually using spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep personal, emotional, unfinished business to shore up a shaky sense of self or to belittle basic needs, feelings, and developmental tasks. And the goal of spiritual bypassing and practices is to, as he claimed, was to attain a blight enlightenment. So I know I've heard of this before, and this isn't new to me once I found out what the um, definition was. I just didn't know that there was a, an official term coined for it. So to me, this sounds like a defense mechanism, a, a, another one of these defense mechanisms that we use to shield ourselves from the real truth about ourselves and how we see and experience life, including the people around us. 
and I kind of think back to what I was just saying about the giving and receiving. It's like in order for you not to be disappointed, you know, a defense mechanism could be, well, I'm just I'm just not going to give out as much. I'm going to give out as much as God says I need to. I'm going to do only what the Bible <laughs> only what the Bible says. I'm just going to do just enough so that I don't be disappointed so that I don't get let down by somebody else's um by my own unmet expectations, really. It really, it really don't have anything to do with anybody else, but it's something going on on the inside that needs to come up and be dealt with. And I'm going to get into that just a little bit more. So let's talk about why some of us do or or get into or fall victim to this um, spiritual bypassing. Well, we do it because really we can't tolerate what we're truly feeling. Or we have some kind of judgment around what we are feeling to the point that we think we shouldn't even be experiencing what we're feeling, right? So it's like not wanting to face the truth because the truth hurts. It hurts us, not anybody else, but it not only other people, but the truth hurts us. And we want to protect ourselves and protect other people. So we, don't, we just can't tolerate it. We, we don't want to deal with it. For example... The wife who has fallen out of love with her husband and no longer wants to be in partnership with him. So she abstains from sex or affection towards him. And instead, what she does is she throws herself into meditation, exploring spiritual gifts, you know, getting getting heavily involved in the religious or spiritual community. Um, only just to sidestep any of that guilt or shame uh, for what she's feeling about her relationship, about her marriage, just to avoid dealing with the truth and avoid really find, going through the process of um, finding what true happiness is for her. I mean, that's a real, that's a real situation. And from what I understand, I'm seeing a lot of that go on um, right now. Um, 2020 has been really rough on relationships and marriages because one, you forced, you, you, you can't go nowhere. You can't go anywhere. You, you I mean, and if you do go anywhere, you can't go so far. Yeah. I know some people are on planes and traveling and all of that stuff, but still there's been a period of time where we have been on lockdown and, and many of us still can't go to work. <laughs> Like we, we go to work, but we can't leave our homes to go to work. So there's like no change in the environment. And we're stuck in the house with 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 our partners, with our families. And a lot of things during that time um, come up. A lot of things come up that you have not been paying attention to in the hustle and bustle of everyday life. Now shit's done change. And now you see stuff for what it really is. So a, lo a lot of dynamics with relationships and family are changing or a lot of things are coming up to the surface and being um, called to the carpet for judgment. Judgment meaning, do I want to continue this or do I not? Do I have evidence that this is making me happy or not? A lot of that's happening. And so that example that I gave is, is, is very real. Let me give you another example. Praying the gay away. Like, like, what is that anyway? Like, for real. I mean, <laughs> what is that? Praying the gay away. And so, like, if that idea worked so well, if praying, the, if, if praying being gay away worked, 
then why doesn't it work for people who claim to be religious or the example of Christ and then turn around and act nasty and mean towards each other? Like, like really, I mean, how is it that you can be one way in church and I, and I'll use myself for my, my, my childhood, my background, for example, how is it that you could be in church speaking in tongues or light language as some people like to call it today, but it's really speaking in tongues, <laughs> speaking in tongues, singing in the choir on the usher board, uh, uh, pastor's aid, uh, you know, on all of these committees, you president of the choir, you, you know, you president of this, you president of that, you, you, uh, are the right hand man to the pastor. But then you out here cussing folks out, bullying people, you know, just being nasty and mean to people. But then when Sunday comes, you a whole different person. So if praying the gay away works, then it need to work on that. It needs to work on you being one way in church or, or in other religious or spiritual environments. And you being another way outside of that environment. So let me know when, when praying the gay away or praying the nasty away works. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is that 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 idea is, is not as effective as you try to make it. <laughs> Changes like these take actual work, take actual honesty, take actual you looking at it and, and asking what is the real problem here? And what is it that I'm trying to just skirt over or avoid or remove out of my life? That's the real question. Anyway, let me give you some more examples just so you understand what I'm talking about today, right? More examples include not focusing on the here and now. I mean, just living all up in the spiritual realm much of the time and not really connected to what's going on, you know, using your meditation times to escape reality, escape, you know, your kids being out of control, you know, you're not really being able to handle your emotions. So you slip into a meditation so deep that you don't even know what's going on when you come back it's like you floating and I and I know what that floating feeling is like and that's a beautiful feeling but to use that as a way to avoid what's really going on in your life y'all I'm telling you it's not gonna work another example oh <laughs> overemphasizing the positive and avoiding the negative i.e love and light love and light bad things happen oh I, I send you love and light Somebody go off or, or something, you know, something terrible happens. Oh, we just need more love. Oh, love and light. Okay, okay, that's fine. But what about what's really going on? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, seriously, there, there is duality in this experience. In this experience, there exists light and shadow aspects. Darkness and lightness, heavy and lightness, whatever you want to call it. And the more you try to ignore the shadow, the more it's just going to appear in your life. I mean, there are times when you are going to have to take a brief step out of your light and deal with what is in the shadows if you want your light to shine at its brightest. Like you can't, you're not going to be able to get away from bad things happen. 
clearly, we, we live in the world. We, we, we live in America. We live on the earth. Things are happening. You are not going to be able to just whoo, send light to that and it changed. Like, yes, do that. But there also needs, some, needs to be some action behind that, too. You know, also with that love and light, you just can't go, you know, telling somebody off and then eh, love and light. Like, what is that? Like, are you trying to really help somebody with that? Like, I don't get it. I, I'm, I'm clearly, as you can see or hear that um, I'm annoyed by that. And I just want people. I, I think what it is, is that I just I need people to just be honest about what it is, about what is really going on. Like, do you not just want to deal with racial inequality? Do you just not want to deal with uh, uh, white supremacy and and privilege? Do you not want to deal with, um, you know, you not loving your job? Do you not want to deal with whatever is is challenging you in your life? Instead, you just want to blow love and light on it. Like that's that's not really going to get you a lot of good results. It might make you feel better as you walk off and flip your hair, but. Uh, yeah, you're not going to see much change just from huh, living light, being overly positive and just avoiding the negative. Like you, you got to that, that's what the negative is there for, y'all, is for you to whatever little bit of light you got or a lot of bit of light you got is for you to shine, shine on that. Face it and shine on that. Like I like seriously, we got to really face the music, face the face, the darkness and shine the light on it. Another example is being self-righteous about the concept of enlightenment. Listen, uh, nobody is an expert in anything. I don't I don't see anybody as one expert except for source itself. God to me in the way of spirituality or religion. Nobody knows it all. All of these people on Instagram, all of these people on Facebook, everybody on YouTube, Nobody knows it all. Yes, we're all talking about the same thing, but all of that stuff comes from one place and no one person on this earth knows it all. And humility goes a long way. And so if you feel like all of the knowledge that you have is making you above somebody else, yes, we are all in different places on our path to enlightenment and in our process of awakening. Yes, but that doesn't put you above anybody else. You know, share that knowledge if nothing, if nothing else. Can't can't be self self righteous or pious or haughty about the things that you know. That's not what all of that knowledge is for. And it also keeps you in that place of spiritually bypassing or taking a detour to what's 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 happening in reality. Being overly detached from reality, like I just said. <laughs> Or being idealistic or um, unrealistic and aiming for, for perfection. Nobody's perfect. Um, and having these feelings of entitlement. That's another thing. I don't, I don't like this. I, I, I have a really hard time with people who walk around with this sense of entitlement. And, and, it, and, and let me tell you what this sense of doing that does. It. It basically makes you blind to the fact that you are not perfect and you have stuff to work on, too. And really, when you do your work, you you help other people do their work because we're all mirrors. 
right? We all reflect something that is going on or that needs to be needs um needs to be attended to on the inside of us. And so when you walk around here feeling like you're entitled because you know you have more Again, I'm going back to this more knowledge, more spiritual experience. Or you've been in the business for 20 years. So what? That that's fine. That's that's all well and good. Take that and go share it out to somebody else. But the sense of entitlement, like somebody owes you something because you feel like somebody owes you something. I don't even know why, but yeah, we gotta get out of that. No, nobody owes anybody anything. Not it, not especially not an explanation of how you live in your life. So that part. <laughs> um, ah, here's a good one. Exhibiting frequent anger. The pop off. The frequent pop off. We really got to start to understand like everybody can't be wrong about you. And like, girl, you angry. Like, why are you mad, sis? Like, why are you always going off on the smallest thing? Why are you always snapping? Like, it can't be always the other person. What is it that is triggering you to always want to pop off and to go off on people for the smallest things, causing you to lose and disturb your peace, engaging in cognitive dissonance? Okay, so let me explain what cognitive dissonance is. So cognitive dissonance is um, that discomfort that you feel when, um, when you've got two or more thoughts or beliefs that contradict each other. Um, and And... These contradicting beliefs can cause you to behave in a certain way. So, for example, take the example of when somebody tells a lie, right? And then they feel uncomfortable or they, they feel a way about it because they feel like, well, I'm I'm really an honest person, but I lied too. It's like you 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 kind of caught up, but you know, but there's a conflict between your behavior and what you believe, and what that does, it un- <laughs> it undercuts. Your um your made up self image of being pure and perfect, but why can't you just be honest? That listen, I tell lies sometimes. Okay, I feel like I got to lie, and so why is that? I don't know. Do the work and find out. <laughs> okay, being overly compassionate, like oh, like overly um sympathetic. When you're when you're overly compassionate towards somebody else's stuff, you ignore your stuff. Like being listen, being compassionate um, is great for holding space when people need it, when people need comfort. But if you're doing it to a point where you're just avoiding your, all, all of your life and all of what's going on in your life, that's a problem. I'm just here to shed the light on it. Hmm. Here's another one. And it kind of has the same thread, the same theme as as what I've mentioned before is um, pretending that everything is okay when it ain't. Like it's okay to not be okay. Like you should you 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 should say when something's not okay. Like you know, there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on, and sweeping stuff under the rug and not confronting it. You know, I. Mm, it's something that has been taught to us uh, for a very long time. And um, I see this a lot in family dynamics. I, I, I see the Yeah. I see it a lot in family dynamics where um, things happen and don't be telling nobody our business. Don't, don't, don't keep our family business, our family business. And I think 
what's happening now in the days of COVID is, again, people feel trapped and we don't have anywhere to, to run to. And and we're feeling the contrast between seeing the truth, the truth that's always been in front of us and wanting to speak out about it, but afraid of backlash. And I'm just talking about, you know, on a microcosm level, but it's, you know, it's happening at a macro too, on the collective, like we have to stop pretending that everything is okay. And, and, and know that some family business quote unquote, um, can't stay family business, meaning that people are as sick as their secrets and those secrets are going to need to be revealed for there to be healing, for there to be generational um, patterns and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I forgot the word I was looking for, but a lot of the patterns that have been passed down, the pathology, that's the word, generational pathology has to be broken. And so, 2020, yes, I agree. It's been rough, but now is the time to really start to dive in and get your hands dirty and do the work to break that stuff. Like you have to make a decision that it's going to end with you. That whole keeping secrets and sweeping stuff under the rug and keeping a, a brave face and, and smiling and brushing it off while you all tense on the inside and your energy is all tight around your shoulders and you at night waking up with a bleeding tongue because you're biting your tongue and clenching your jaw, you know, night guard it working. We have to stop that. That's unhealthy for us physically. That's unhealthy for our growth. It stunts our growth. It stunts our uh, journey to um, enlightenment, to awakenness. It gets in the way of all of that stuff and we can't get to, that destination of being our best and truest self if we are still avoiding things and not really taking a hard look at the things that bother us. Like, what is the trigger? What is the problem? Like, if, if you're afraid to admit it to, you, to somebody outside of you, then write in a journal. But, but say what it is. Start, start with admitting it. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself and talking about some ways that we can overcome, but we, we really have to um, start with admitting the truth. Okay. Um, hmm, I talked about this acting holy in one environment around certain people uh, and then displaying bad behavior in a different environment around uh, certain groups of people um, and placing blame or responsibility on God or spirit or the universe for your bad behavior or your mistreatment of others saying, Oh, spirit told me to do a, B and C spirit told me to do this to that person or spirit told me, spirit told me, spirit told me, here's the thing. Spirit told you and God told you, but spirit and God also gave you um, free will and, and, and the mind and the heart. And so it can't always be, God's fault or spirit's fault for the way things turned out because you you decided to make a decision because you made a choice. Like stop that. Like yes, I I'll be the first to admit I get inspired all the time to make moves and make decisions, but dang y'all, we got to really slow down and test that spirit. Test and see if that is if it's the right time cuz spirit might be telling you to do something Maybe telling you now to do something, but the time to do it may not be the right time. Feel what I'm saying? 
So we we really have to um really have to work through that. So listen, it's time for a quick break. Y'all sit tight. I'll be right back with more on spiritual bypassing. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You have a passion, and from that passion, you've created a business. But how do you market and grow that business? Hi, I'm Emily of Shine Coaching and Consulting. I specialize in brand identity, website design, marketing consulting, and business coaching. I create a visual expression of my clients' ideas and help them develop a business strategy to meet their goals. Connect with me today at shinecoachingandconsulting.com. Be inspired. Be real. Be you. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are tuned in to Soul Healing Conversations. If you would like to reach Roz Kincaid or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at rozkincaid.com. Now, back to Soul Healing Conversations. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Soul Healing Conversations. I'm your host, Roz Kincaid, and today I'm talking about spiritual bypassing, or what I like to call doing the funky two-step around the real issues that are uh, keeping you up at night or bothering you or issues that you don't want to deal with. Instead, you throw yourself into a spiritual practice hoping that it'll go away. (laughs) Yeah, that. That is what spiritual bypassing is. Like, come on. Like, we we got to do the work. It's time to work. We got we got to quit with all these shenanigans and acting like stuff ain't going on, stuff is not bothering us. Um, quit acting like we don't see people cutting up and acting a fool, and you know start holding holding people accountable, starting with ourselves. It all starts with you. So before the break, I was talking about um, get, actually giving some examples of what spiritual bypassing is. Now I want to kind of get into some of the impacts. Um, of spiritual bypassing, one being uh, repression. 
repression. Depression too, but repression. And so repression is when it's it's that whole idea of you get triggered to an for a, you know with an emotional response or reaction and you just stuff it down instead of letting it out, you stuff it down. Let me tell you what happens <laughs> when you do that. When you when you continue to repress your emotions or repress your thoughts, like there is a straw that breaks the camel's back, right? And so if you continue to push that down, push that down, because remember, y'all, once again, everything is energy, even thoughts, even emotions, everything is energy. And when that energy starts to uh, build up in certain areas of your body, it it manifests physically. It manifests physically as um, ulcers, depression, um, uh, headaches, uh Oh, I just thought about bad breath, but yeah, I guess it can. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but yeah. Um, cancer, uh, autoimmune uh, conditions, arthritis. Uh, here's one, constipation. Like some of y'all out here mad as a rattlesnake and won't say nothing and just keep on moving and keep on moving and you can't go to the bathroom. I mean, it's plain and simple. You can't go to the bathroom because the energy around your root chakra is bound up. And you can take all the laxatives and the fleets and all whatever else to help you go to the bathroom. But until you deal with that anger, it's going to sit right in your root. You're not going to trust nobody. I mean, we have to deal with this with this energy. We have to deal with everything that is repressed within us and some things need help uh being called to the to your memory to your consciousness you some things have been so repressed in your mind and in your energy that it takes a hypnosis or uh, some kind of uh, past life regression to go back and figure out what in the hell is going on with me and why do i respond this way and and and, and find out why you know you continue to respond to certain questions about you know, what, what is blocking you? And your answer is always, I don't know. I, I don't know. I get that a lot. You, you do know. You might need a little help bringing it to the, to the surface, but the answer is there. And that repression, um, that, that can be very impactful in your life, you know, to the point where it causes death. And I'm not trying to be all doom and gloom and scare anybody, but I'm just, y'all know I like to keep it real. And I'm and I'm and that's what I'm going to continue to do. And listen, a tower moment and what I mean by a tower moment for people who follow tarot, y'all know what I'm talking about. When it, when it, when it all falls down and destruction comes and the, the foundation that you thought was sturdy and strong that you've been building your life on just all of a sudden crumbles right under your feet. That's a tower moment. But a tower moment is bound to happen if you continue to repress your thoughts and your feelings. Like everything you thought was sure and secure is going to fall down because it's, it's, it's not. It's, a, it's, a, it's an illusion. It's a facade that you haven't been paying attention to or you've just kind of put over here and put, put to the side and compartmentalized. And now it's showing up in subtle ways in your life until it stops being subtle. You, you feel me? Uh, another impact of spiritual bypassing. Uh, being emotionally detached. 
being all aloof and uncaring because you are stuck in this spiritual place and stuck in these spiritual practices and appearing to be spiritual that um, you become numb. Like, how is that? Like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, you, you become numb to what you're feeling. You become aloof and appear to be uncaring um, to what other people are feeling because to, to because sometimes when you show care and and compassion to what somebody else is going through, it triggers you, and it's like oh I can't be right. It, it, so for example, it's like um uh, uh uh once again I'm gonna go to the wife and husband uh example. It's like a wife sitting down uh watching one of these one of these reality shows. I think there's a show on um own about um about love and marriages and people sitting down and talking about their love story and their, their marriage story. And you seeing that and having to quickly turn that off because something in you is coming up like, Oh, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with how unhappy I am in in my marriage. So you, you cut that off. You you become uh, emotionally unavailable or emotionally detached. And because you don't want to feel, you don't want to deal with the feelings. You don't want to deal with, the reality of the situation or, or any guilt or any shame or you have to do any work. Like I know doing, doing the work, doing this kind of work, it, it's exhausting. It is. But think about how exhaust, much more exhausting it is for you to be carrying around that stuff. Like it, it's, it takes work. You take a break, but you, it, you, you have to work. Another uh, impact is, <laughs> this is a good one. Corrupting the integrity of your spiritual practice and therefore the source of that practice. So let me let me let me get into what I'm talking about here. So and I'm not and when I talk about this, I'm not only talking about people who do light work or are professionals or have a business or offer services within the spiritual community. I'm talking about anybody who is uh, who is of faith and believes in a higher source than their own. When you. Um, when you find yourself spiritually bypassing or doing the funky two step with your issues, you, what that says is that your spiritual practices, the integrity of your spiritual practices becomes, um, compromised and they become ineffective, right? And therefore, it causes anybody on the outside looking in to think that whatever it is you're practicing, whatever uh, higher power that you believe in, really don't have power. Mm-hmm. It, it says that it it really doesn't work and it deters people. It, it dims your light. It, it dims your light and causes people, it can cause people to to turn away or to pass judgment on what it is that, that you are practicing, that you are trying to use to, for Christians, win souls or for us who are not, um, you know, don't practice religion or subscribe to religion anymore, but to help other people see their light and to use their light for good. It, it compromises all of that, y'all. And right now we can't afford for our light to be compromised. Like if, if no other time than now we need to be shining as bright as possible. And again, there is duality that exists. 
where sometimes we might have to turn our light downward to shine in some dark places and get in them dark places so that there can be light, so that there, so that healing and transformation can begin. But if you out here not really putting in the work and being honest about the stuff that you're dealing with, you know, it, it stifles things. It, it really does. It, it stifles things. And so we have to really um, be cognizant that your integrity is also at, at stake because, you know, people watch. People look at you. People watch your life. People pay attention to you. You you are the brightest light in somebody else's light, life right now. And, and people are watching to see what happens to you to have some kind of hope and faith that the same great things can happen for them. And when you're not keeping it all the way real, you know, going through the good and bad and the ugly and pulling through more of the greatness, it, 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 it makes it cheap. It cheapens it. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Another uh, impact diminishing the credibility of your own light or witness i kind of already said that but again um it compromises the credibility of what you're doing or, or what your light is like again we we all need examples to look at we're all a mirror we're all a, can be used to trigger one another to healing and when you're spiritually bypassing or sidestepping real issues and kind of covering them up or blanketing them with spiritual practices that are effective on their own, but it, you know, if you're using, if you're not using them for the right reasons, that it just it, it just puts a bad a bad light, so to speak, on your own witness, on your own light. So don't do that. It's not a good look. <laughs> also. One other uh, impact of spiritual bypassing is short-lived results from your practices. You don't get no real results, right? Like people go on these retreats, for example, to heal, to become enlightened, to, you know, for whatever reason, people go on these retreats and then they only to come back with the same issues you went out there for. Like I know everybody's trying to get out to Arizona. I don't know if they're trying to do it right now because COVID and I don't know if Arizona Arizona's a hot spot, but everybody's trying to make it to Sedona like it's the promised land or something. Like I wanna go there. <laughs> I wanna see what all the talk is about. But here's the thing though. The point of those retreats is for you to go out there with those issues, learn what it is that you need to do. Then come back, bring your ass home and do the work. Like, like you have wasted time, energy, and resources flying all the way across the country or going over here or getting online and doing these retreats when 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 you have not committed to doing the change, to make the change. Like, don't don't be wasteful like that. You don't you don't have to do that. That's another thing, you know, just or, or even let me bring it down to a more basic level. Let me bring it down to a more basic level. Meditation. Doing rituals. You know, um, pulling cards. You know, if you're not going to pay attention to what's in the cards, if you're not going to pay attention and, and heed what is coming out of 
your meditations or or the messages that you're getting in meditations, you have done and spent all that time for nothing. You you have to come out of those things, out of those spiritual practices to want to do the work. That's the bottom line. You, you have you have to want to want to make the change. So there's that. So let's talk about how we can overcome some of this. And I hope this is helping somebody. Um, first of all, just to admit the truth. I listen, I know it's hard to admit that um you made a mistake or you changed your mind, you're not happy, you don't like it, it's not really who I am after I've been this person for so long. Um, it's okay. And and you know, spirit wants you to know that you have support. You have support to finally step out of the shadows and into the light and admit what the truth is, whatever that is. You're, you, you could be doing more harm than good by not admitting the truth. Speak up. Voice your opinions and stop repressing stuff and stuffing stuff down. Right. You know, you you got to unblock your heart and unblock your throat chakra and just let let it out. Say what it is. What's the, what's the problem? I tell you what the problem is. You know, for me, um, sometimes the way I say things or the truth of what I'm experiencing, I'm afraid that I'm going to hurt somebody and I don't want to be responsible <laughs> for somebody else being hurt. Because to me, that's worse. Like, I'm cool. For some reason, I'm okay if I'm hurting myself. I can handle that. I know what to do to get past that. But if I, if, if somebody looks at me and says, you hurt me by what you said or what you did, I honestly, I don't know if I can handle that. And I feel some responsibility for somebody else's happiness when... The truth is, I'm, I, I can't be. I'm not responsible for somebody else's happiness. I'll never be responsible for somebody else's happiness. So if me telling the truth uh, uh, causes a reaction in somebody else, well, you know, I hate to, I hate to say it like this, but that's, you know, that's okay. That's okay. At least we all know the truth now, and now we know what, what we're dealing with. So we have to open up and we have to speak up and not, you know, sit on the truth and sit on the thoughts and opinions that we have and avoid confrontation because we don't we don't want that heat. We don't want to cause an argument. You know, sometimes when you stir up the dust and when you, you know, take a um, muddy up the waters a little bit and kind of disturb the waters, it brings great things up. You, you don't know what's under that. There's healing under that. There's change under that. In order to get to the gold, <laughs> like, you, like when you go panning for gold, you, you got to disturb the ground for that, right? You know, like whenever you plant good seed, you got to disturb the ground for that to, to turn over those nutrients and stuff like that. And so it's, it's, it's good to speak up. You have to speak up because how am I to know what it is that I need to do to make the situation better from, from my end if I don't know what the problem is? Holla at your girl. <laughs> Another thing we can do to overcome is accepting, um, accepting who, re who we really are. 
you know, acceptance is big right now. At least that's what I've been seeing with the with the folks that I've been working with and with um, some of the people in the class that I've been taking. And even with myself is that accepting who you really are, the good, the not so good. And, you know, ask yourself, what is it? What can you do to heal the not so good and bring in more of the best parts of you? You know, what? what is it? Because there's always something that you can do to help yourself. Now, you can't do much to change somebody else and to uh, um, reform somebody else. I mean, you, you can give them a little bit of advice and, you know, do a little coaching, with you know, whatever. But really, the change has to be the onus is on them. The change has to come from them. And, and, and the same is for, for you personally. You have to accept all, all of you. You know, the, the all of you, the, the part that messed up, the part that did great today, the part that missed the mark today, the part that fell short, the part that was lazy, the part that procrastinated. You had to accept all of that and, and do whatever it is that you can do, that you can think to do or you were uh, divinely inspired to do to bring about a positive change to be better. And, and, and look, and if you think you're good, you're straight, and you don't think there's nothing for you to do, well, then uh, disregard everything I just said. That That's cool, too. That's that's fine. This might not apply to everybody. Everybody, you know, some people have done their work. Some people have uh, overcome a, a lot of the things that um, have challenged them in the past. And like, hey, I'm good. And that's cool. Help us who, who haven't gotten to that point. <laughs> you know, what can, what can, what's your secret? <laughs> Also, um, do the work to change the areas that need changing. Like, do the work. I've been saying this throughout this whole program. Do the work. Do the work. Do the work. And I'm going to say it again. And I'm going to keep saying it. Because you have to do the work. And if you're afraid or need help, um, see, see, a spiritual, see me for spiritual life coaching. Or see a therapist. You know, see somebody that you can trust to be honest with and they can help you through the change and see some, you know, see somebody who can see your situation from a different perspective because you can't see all angles. You, sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees because you're in it. And, 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 and for a quick minute, I, I want to talk to uh, my black community or the community of people of color. Y'all, we have got to stop with this thinking that therapy and getting help is bad or is taboo or um, it means that we're crazy. That is not the case. There are several resources out in the world and in the in the um, on social media, particularly uh, therapy for, for black girls. Better help is another one. There are a lot of resources where you can confidentially get the help that you need and and do it in a discreet way and in a non-judgmental way. We have we have got to understand black people, people of color, that we can benefit from professional help, too. And there are people out there that look like us that have the credentials and the experience to help us with our issues because the black experience, the person of color's experience is a little bit different, a lot of bit different than the Caucasian experience. 
and there's help out there for us. And there's no shame in getting help and sitting down for at least a session or two and talking the stuff out. Seriously. We have got to stop with this. Um, this I don't even know what to call it, but it's, it's a myth or a misconception that therapy is bad for black people. No, it's not. No, trust me, it's not. It's helpful. It's very helpful. One more thing before we have to close and um, acknowledge your emotions to overcome spiritual bypassing. Sit with them. Honor them. Honor your emotions by asking what is it that that that, that emotion needs. Give it a voice. What would that emotion say in response to you asking what it needs? What, what would God say? What would source the universe or even your higher self say to that emotion? Give it what it really needs. Practice self-love and self-care, but be careful. You don't want to get into the habit of using self-love or self-care as a guise to, um, to really just checking in or, excuse me, just checking out and denying what's really happening and how scary it feels to show up for your life. And again, show up, show up, show up and do the work. You know, if you really want to do the work and are in a place where you want to see change, you have to show up. All of you has to show up the good, the bad and the ugly. And you can forgive yourself. You can let yourself off the hook for things that you did that may have hurt while you were only trying to protect yourself. All right. So I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that this has been helpful for you all today. I am out of time. Um, I hope you all, um, I would like for you all to share your thoughts on today's episode with me on Facebook and Instagram at Soul Healing with Roz. Um, share, you know, share some resources if you know some where people can really do the work. You know, um, I'll start to share some resources. I have been sharing some resources. Um, I, I know a lot of people have been giving me some heat for this, but um, Self Healer Circle or uh, Dr. Nicola Perra is great. Um, again, Therapy for, Therapy for Black Girls is a great resource. Get out there and find the help because the help is out there for you. Okay. And another thing. You know, use these practices, use the spiritual practices to support the work that you're doing. Don't just use it to replace it. Use meditation, use, you know, all of those things, those tools to help you overcome. That's what they're supposed to be there for, not to replace or not to just skip over and avoid what is really going on. So, you guys meet me right here next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific for another great episode uh, next week. I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but I'm sure it'll be worth listening to because spirit never fails me. They never let me down. So, again, you guys um, do the work. Stop funky two stepping your issues. Reach out for help. I'm here. You can reach me at roskincaid.com or you can uh, follow me on Instagram at Healing with Roz. Um, and so until next time, you guys, y'all be safe, stay connected, vibrate as high as you can and as best as you can and keep doing the work to heal and transform. You got this. I believe in you. Much love, you guys. Bye, y'all. Thank you. 
Thank you again for listening to Soul Healing Conversations. Please join Roz Kincaid again for another program next Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next week. Thank you.